Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. It's Ian here, and I'm once again happy to have you listening to this show. Now, I'll be honest, this is not the episode I wanted to talk about. I originally was planning on having the 37th episode be about uh, about change, about having a mindset that is okay with change, a mindset that accepts change. So I actually recorded that episode on Thursday. It's currently Saturday, October 16th. I recorded that one Thursday along with another episode, and I really wasn't happy with how either of those episodes turned out. I started the editing process on Friday, so yesterday, and I really did not like how those podcast episodes turned out. I was going to just re-record them and try to upload them, but it just didn't feel right. I wasn't very happy with them, and I feel like in order to get them to the point where I want them to be, I should take some more time on them. So that is not what I'm going to be talking about today. Instead, I'm going to be talking about dealing with self-doubt. I want to talk about this because I've been facing a lot of self-doubt recently, especially with those two episodes. When I saw that they didn't turn out how I wanted them, I started feeling all these negative emotions and it really made me think whether or not I want to do this podcast anymore. And I do. I really, really do. I enjoy doing this. I This podcast has helped me through hard times. People have told me that it's helped them in their struggles and their endeavors and I just genuinely enjoy doing it. So I'm not here to talk about why I'm not going to do this podcast anymore. I do want to talk about self-doubt, though, because those feelings, the the thought that I don't want to do this anymore, those kinds of thoughts, those kind of negative, intrusive thoughts are very common in, in any endeavor. When you're working on something, it's always going to be a struggle. You're always going to have to deal with self-doubt. So what I do want to do today is talk about how to manage self-doubt when trying to, quote, take charge of your being. So this is really for no matter what it is. For me, it's this it's this podcast. For you, it might be a different goal. It might be trying to get a handle on your anxiety. I mean, it could literally be anything. If you're at point A and you're trying to get to point B, this podcast is probably going to be relevant today. Like I said, my original plan for the 37th episode was to talk about developing a mindset of change. And a lot of the ideas from that episode pour into this one. So I'm actually going to incorporate some of the ideas into this episode and I will make sure to revisit that topic at a later time. Now let's actually get to the episode. But before I do, make sure you are subscribed wherever you're watching or listening to this. And if you enjoy this episode, make sure to share it with a friend or share it on your social media. As always, that is very appreciated. Now let's get started. So I've said before that the starting point for personal change is establishing a vision of where you would like to be at some point in the future. I'm not going to talk about vision a whole lot today. If you would like to hear my ideas on how to develop vision, you can go back a few episodes. I think it's either the 30th or the 31st episode, somewhere around there, I did an episode on that. And that was actually one of my favorite episodes. So it's a good one to check out if you have some questions related to 
how do you start? Where do you start? Things like that. But for this episode, we're going to assume that you already have the vision. So let's say you do have that, and I'm going to be using myself as an example for most of this episode today. So for me, I wanted to start a podcast. I want to do some public speaking in the future, and I really just am doing this because I want to help others in whatever they're dealing with, whether they're working on a goal, whether they're really struggling, whether it's a struggle or an endeavor, I want to help people. I enjoy doing this. I enjoy learning about self-improvement. I want to share my knowledge. I want to share what I've learned, but in my own unique way. I want to help others who have dealt with similar challenges or problems like I have. I think we can all admit that coming up with the vision is the fun part. It's the next steps that are very difficult. So anytime you think of a new goal, it's really exciting. And it's almost it's almost dangerous because I think in some way you can engage so much with the idea of your goal that you almost feel like you've accomplished it or that by thinking about it, you're moving closer towards it. It's almost addicting. So I think we need to be aware of that. But anyways, the first steps, actually taking action and then continuing to do so is much more difficult. And typically, the first step is the hardest one to take. When we try to take the first step, we are faced with limiting beliefs and concerns that might prevent us from really ever taking action. So for me, for this podcast, I'm a pretty introverted guy for the most part. Now, I can be talkative around my friends. I can crack jokes around my friends. But in a lot of public situations, I tend to be a little more reserved, I would say. So before I actually started this podcast, I had a number of thoughts related to self-doubt. So first of all, I had the thought that, you know, I'm a very reserved guy. Why should I do a podcast? That doesn't really make sense. You know, I'm not saying a whole lot in public. It seems kind of, it seems kind of fake to do my own podcast. That was a thought of mine. Also, another concern. I started this after quitting football. So would people who would people want to listen to me? Would people want to listen to a self-improvement podcast after knowing that I stopped playing the sport I loved? There was just a lot of thoughts like that that were difficult to deal with. Those kinds of things can be really difficult to manage. And then once we actually take action, once we take those first steps and overcome that self-doubt initially, we then have to we then have to deal with more self-doubt in the middle of the process. You know, it's easy to become discouraged along your way. It's easy to become disappointed, especially when we feel like we should be further along than we actually are. Again, for me, this page is not really where I thought it would be. I had goals that I set a year ago that I am nowhere close to. I really wanted to be doing public speaking by now. And I have yet to do that. I want to be more consistent with these episodes and I have not been doing that. So given the fact that it's difficult to start and then difficult to even keep going, it is tempting to refrain from taking any action at all. We might think that it's not worth it. And I recognize that this is a legitimate concern. For example, if you're a person who's struggling with anxiety, and you think that you might need professional help. 
First of all, you might be concerned that therapy may not work out or that therapy will actually exacerbate the feelings of anxiety. And this may prevent you from ever going or seeking help in the first place. And maybe you're trying to manage it yourself and you're having a hard time doing so. So you feel weak. So instead, you shy away and don't take any steps at all. You don't do anything to try and overcome that self-doubt. Now, I do want to say this. It is always worth taking action. I'm not going to get into the specifics of that. I really wanted to do that with my change episode, but taking the proper action, taking some steps, taking the risk to make a necessary change or to make a change that will better your life is always worth it, even if it doesn't work out exactly as you want it. Like I said, I could go very deep on this, but I plan on saving that for another episode. Today, I want to talk about what we can do when this self-doubt creeps in. And I want to talk about it in two different ways. I want to talk about how to handle self-doubt at the start of something and how to handle it once you've already started. Let's talk about the feelings of self-doubt when you're about to start working on some new endeavor or when you're about to take the first step in overcoming a struggle. I want to share this. The secret to success is that there is no secret. And the truth is that you just have to start. You know, as much as I would like to provide you with some formula, as much as I would like to be able to completely lay it out to you why you should start, it may never be enough. I could talk about it. I could try to give you every piece of evidence that I have. But at some point, you just have to start, even if you feel like you're not ready. Even if you don't feel like it, you can immediately start acting like the person you want to become. You may never feel ready, but you can always start trying to become that person. You don't have to feel like your best self in order to start becoming it. And this idea actually makes sense if you think about it. The only way to become ready is to do that which will make you ready, which is in fact doing the thing, doing whatever action you would have to take in the first place. You know, the only way to create a good podcast is to create a few bad ones and improve on them. There's no, there's no secret. I'm never going to be ready to make a good podcast, right? I just have to try it. I just have to go out and take some action. And if it's not perfect, that's okay. I can build on that. Once I start, I have some improvement and I can always build on that. I can refine it more and more as I go. So simply put, you just have to try and accept the fact that it's going to be a struggle for some time. I promise you this podcast is still very much a struggle, even though I'm nearly 40 episodes in. That struggle, that pressure is what develops the skills. In my leadership class, we talked about the idea of a pressure cooker, which is where, you know, the pressure either makes or breaks the thing. So if you think about a cake, a cake has all the ingredients when it's prepped. But and at some point has to go into the heat. It has to go into the oven. The heat, the pressure is what actually turns it from just a bunch of ingredients into something more, into a finished product. We have to do that with our own lives. And I think the way to do this, here's a quote, is to transform the discomfort of discipline into the satisfaction of personal growth. So the pain you feel, the struggle when working 
towards a goal. The struggle when trying to overcome some problem that you're facing is an essential element of growth. It really means that your old self is dying and isn't being replaced with your improved self. You're taking parts of you and cultivating them into a finished product, into a better version of yourself. This is actually true. Here's another example. Think of the gym. I always use examples from the gym, but they just work well for this podcast. When you're trying to build new muscles, you actually have small micro tears. So in order to form new muscles, you have to kind of rip part of your muscle so that it reforms stronger. Like, that's unbelievable. I can't motivate you to take the first step, though, right? I can talk about all these things. I can talk about the pressure cooker. I can talk about the cake. I can talk about all of this. But I can't I can't get you to take action. You just have to be willing to take the first step. And then this leads me to my second point. You have to believe in something at the start. So this is not me being cocky. This is just me knowing myself. I've overcome enough struggles in the past to know that no matter what comes my way, I will overcome it. I have evidence that I can rely on and use. I know no matter what it is, I'm going to find a way to make it happen. I'm going to find a way to get to where I want to be. I've overcome some serious mental struggles that the time in my sophomore year was a dark point in my life, but I personally did a lot of things. I worked out, I read, I did things that were uncomfortable, but helped me overcome my anxiety. In in sports, there's been a number of times where I was not the best kid on the team, but I worked hard in order to improve and make myself a an asset for the team. So my freshman year of high school, I think I was like 110 pounds and was smaller than most kids on my football team. So my dad told me recently, uh, probably in the last year or so, that he was thinking it might be smart for me to quit so that I did not get hurt. Again, this is back during my freshman year of high school. But I ended up working at it and I had a career that I'm content with. I was happy with how I did in high school. I was happy with getting to Hillsdale and... You know, I'm overall pleased with what I did in my football career. So I have evidence for believing in myself. I can rely on that. And even before the evidence was there, I had blind belief in myself. But but that's besides the point, right? That's just a good attitude. That's important as well. But here's what I really want to get at. Even if you don't believe in yourself, you can find something else to believe in. And I got two good examples. First of all, God. I don't really need to explain this too much, but I know that God has my back through it all, right? Enough said. But you can also believe in principles, which kind of relates to God, but we're not going to talk about that in this episode. Um, Sorry, that was just a random side note, but that's interesting philosophy to me. Anyways, anyways, you can rely on principles. And I define principles as a truth that has and continues to hold true. Kind of a silly definition, but an example of a principle to me would be Hard work pays off. Discipline is the route to your destination. What you are seeking is seeking you. There are just certain things that are true. The world operates in a certain way. And if you don't believe in any of these truths, 
go out and try to prove them wrong. I mean, like, go out and try to prove that hard work does not pay off. And you will fail, right? There are certain things you can cling to. There are certain truths that you can cling to and rely on. When that self-doubt creeps in and you feel like, man, this isn't going to work. Man, is am I wasting my time? Remember these principles. You know, believe in yourself, believe in God, or believe in these principles. There are things that you can cling to, and that will help you overcome self-doubt. This is not just a thing that you can rely on. At the start, you can always, always look to these no matter what point you're at, whether you've just started or whether you're far into the process. Rely on evidence that you have. Now that I've talked about what you can do at the start, I want to talk about what you can do during the process to overcome self-doubt. So the first thing I want to talk about is this. Don't lose sight of what matters to you. And what I mean by this is really don't get caught up in the present. So a large part of the time, the issue is that our mindset is stuck in the past or the present when it should be focused on the future. So if if you're dealing with self-doubt, if you're dealing with these negative emotions, it's it's hard to see why you started in the first place. So for example, going back to this podcast, there have been times where I feel like I'm wasting my time. You know, there's been some episodes where I publish it and I get like five downloads on the day and I know that one is my mom and one is me. So there are really just a couple other people who have downloaded it and <laughs> that could be automatic, right? That might have been because they're subscribed or whatever. So I've had those feelings of self-doubt. And the issue is, when I have those feelings, I forget about why I started in the first place. So going back to this, I'm going to say this quote one more time. A large part of the time, the issue is that our mindset is stuck in the present, or stuck in the past, excuse me, or the present, when it should be focused on the future. Now, I'm not saying this. I'm not saying don't be present, right? So you, you hear that when, when faced with feelings of anxiety or worry in a more general sense, you hear people say, oh, you have to be present. That's not really what I'm talking about in this sense. I'm saying live in the present, but have a future-oriented mindset. I'm saying, I'm not saying get caught up in the future. What I am saying is to live today in a way that allows you to have a better tomorrow. That's what I'm talking about here. So whatever you have to do, Find a way to remind yourself of why you started in the first place. That will help you overcome that self-doubt. You know, when I took a step back, when I stopped editing, editing those two episodes I talked about, when I just took some time to think, I remembered why I started this. I enjoy trying to better myself. I enjoy publishing these episodes, trying to help other people. I know that even if it's not to the level I want it to be, it has an impact on the lives of others. And that really is what matters to me at the end of the day. So I'm not exactly sure what you need to do, but find a way to remember why you started. I think a good idea is to have a vision board or a picture or set your goal as your lock screen so that every day, every day, you're reminded of that, you know? I think that's a really good idea. Find a way to do that. That's essential. 
I think another thing you can do is write about it. First of all, you can write about your self-doubt in order to just try and clear your mind. That's not really what I'm talking about here. I think you can also write about your successes. So for me personally, I think it would be helpful if I wrote about the, the times where people have reached out to me and told me that, you know, what, whatever episode it was, that that episode had helped them, that it really helped them with their mindset. It helped them with their mental health, whatever. People have done that. And that's really, really made me feel good. That's really made my day. So I think it would be a good idea for me personally to have a book where I have those examples. So when I feel discouraged, when I feel disappointed, when I feel the self-doubt start to creep in, I can look to that. That kind of leads me to my next point, and it's this. Recognize that your struggles are what give your personal narrative meaning. Recognize that your struggles are what give your story meaning. So, what do I mean by this? It's easy to dwell on the negative emotions for a long, long time. If we keep feeding into them, we can pretty much dwell on them for way too long. I'll just leave it at that. Instead of doing that, think about how this problem, how this challenge is going to make the story more meaningful when when you reach your destination, when you accomplish that goal, when you overcome that problem. When you get to that point, think about it like you're at that point. Think about it like you've already finished. And you're looking back and you see that problem and you're like, wow, that was difficult at the time, but overcoming that has made it all worth it. Think about it like you've already finished. And that's those problems, those struggles, overcoming them and beating them is what makes life so meaningful. So for a personal example, you know, I could think about, man, nobody's listening to these podcasts. Why, why is this such an issue? Why can I not get people to, to follow my show? I could dwell on that. Or instead, I could flip it. I could think about myself 10 years from now. And I could think about, wow, you know, remember, I was having a hard time getting people to listen to my show. And now look where I'm at. I'm where I wanted to be. That sucked back then. But that fueled me. That got me to this point. That struggle was a necessary part of my story. I think when you start thinking like that, the obstacles, the challenges, the self-doubt starts to become irrelevant, right? Because you're so focused on the future. You're so focused on that goal. The rest doesn't matter. That's the second thing I wanted to share with you today. Before I wrap this episode up, I do want to thank you for listening to this episode. I am thankful for each and every one of you. At times, it's difficult not to get caught up with the numbers, right? Because I want to inspire a lot of people. I want to help a lot of people. But, you know, that doesn't matter at the end of the day. I think just the general impact is what's important. So thank you for listening to the show, and I hope it's impacted you. I know that all of you guys who follow me on social media, who listen to this show, who share my posts, have greatly impacted me. And I thank you for that. So... I already asked you to subscribe, so I won't do that again. Um, I'll end with this. I'm going hiking in the Grand Canyon in a few days. So I'm really excited about that. And I will probably have my mom on the podcast to talk about our experience together. Also, she's been working super hard on her fitness goals in order to get ready for this challenge. And it's been a pretty amazing process to witness. So that episode 
will be a great one for sure. Another great guest interview. Until then, you already know, take charge of your being.